Hello and welcome to another Source Property Podcast. Today is episode five in our assisted sales podcast and today we're looking at real life examples of an assisted sale. I'm Abby Tomlinson and I'm a member of the franchise support team here at Sourced. You might notice that I haven't got Chris with me today, but we have another special guest. We've got one of our franchisees, Nadia, and she is here to talk to us about her assisted sale deal that she has done. Hi, Nadia. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Abby. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Can you let us know a brief overview of your experience in property? So I started in property when I joined Source. That was, what, November 2018. It's just been over two years and a bit. And the assisted sale project that I completed, that was my first project. And did you have any property experience prior to joining Source? I didn't, no, I didn't. And had you ever heard of the assisted sale strategy before? Nope, just straight in. I went straight in. (laughs) It sounds like it, but you know, you achieved a great result. So tell me a little bit about the assisted sale that you did, you know, how you found it, what was it and the process from there? I was just fresh off training, actually. So all the strategies were still in my mind, which helped. Got talking to a parent in a school playground, actually, and he'd not long lost his wife and had this property that they couldn't shift. They couldn't sell the property. It was in a condition that's how it came about so I went to view the property and looked at it and that was it you know instantly I was thinking oh assisted sale that's how it came about. Once you'd done your initial training and when you first joined up with Source had you considered an assisted sale strategy as uh, maybe the route you wanted to go down or was this simply just for the opportunity? Yeah I had no idea back then the training was quite intense we had five days and you know it was all overwhelming there was just so many so many things going in my mind and I didn't actually have a strategy in mind it was just a perfect opportunity this thing presented itself and it was either I flip it I do it myself in terms of buying but when I discussed it with the vendor and explained what an assisted sale was again he was wary because not many people have heard of it went back and consulted his family they was like no you know not heard of this this doesn't sound right so it wasn't easy it was very difficult in terms of there was a point where I'd secured it and everything was fine and all the documents had been printed the solicitors were involved and I receive a phone call one evening. Oh, Nadia, I'm sorry. I, I don't think I could go ahead with this because my family are just not agreeing. The fact that, you know, not many people have heard of an assisted sale and building that trust and trying to explain, that was actually quite difficult. Okay. And how do you think you got round it when you were met with some resistance? What did you do at that point to kind of really sell the benefits of what you were offering? One thing was providing an option initially, so giving him some cash to enable him to move. I was very hands-on. It was even to the point where I was involved in the whole changing of the schools of the children. It wasn't just about just doing the assisted sale. Again, I think it was about developing that trust and then reiterating that we have legal documents in place don't just ask my solicitor go to your solicitor go to other professionals and seek legal advice take your uh, documents for his own peace of mind that he's protected because when you're doing an assisted sale the property is still legally his I'm not buying it all I'm taking is an option to be able to do the works and even on sale the money physically goes into the vendor solicitor's account it doesn't even come to me so you know things like that I had to explain that without your say so nothing happens the whole process of how you found this assisted sale takes us back to the previous podcast that we've done in this series where we've discussed ways of 
finding an assisted sale lots of people would think oh, you need to look online you need to look on right move trawl through those properties but this is a real example of the fact that you just had that conversation at the school gates it just goes to show that you should be speaking to everybody about what you do he didn't know what I was doing my background's in finance they thought I had an office job so it was just me explaining this is what I'm doing if I didn't have that conversation it wouldn't have happened basically and that was me stepping out of my comfort zone and look what you've achieved by doing that so well done what works needed doing um, at the property was it a lot of work or was it just some updating what, what was the situation with that it was in a very poor state a lot of configuration inside so there was no bathroom upstairs full windows replacement drive through replacement of the garden it was the entire works okay so it was really you needed to go in and kind of just do everything right back from scratch again obviously you couldn't borrow any funds resource capital to do the assisted sale because as you've already said Nadia you have not owned the property at any stage so how did you fund the works that needed doing again then I went and found an investor presented the project to them had to talk them through it provide the figures say that I've secured it at this price but I'm not physically buying it and then going through the whole rigmarole again of explaining what an assisted sale was because the investor didn't know what an assisted sale was the investor was actually property savvy because she's actually a landlord so she's got a portfolio of her own property so by to let's was not familiar with the whole process of assisted sale again is there a catch am I going to lose my money how do how is my money protected then Mm -hmm. having to explain all of that so yeah I didn't use any of my own cash it was investors cash and because it was my first project basically I I went 50 50 with my profits each individual's different so people may have structured it differently offering I don't know a percentage return on investment because completely hands-off that was probably one of the factors that appealed was receiving 50% of profits within such a short Mm -hmm. time frame absolutely and presumably now that that you've gone through the process with that investor that investor would be interested in potentially doing the same thing going forward if you had another assisted sale opportunity because yeah since then I'm working on two other projects it's one of those things it's constantly do you have anything else anything else I'll invest I'll invest because she's seen the results just seeing the time around and obviously me keeping her up to date, you develop that rapport with the person. And if you've got a good small number of investors that you've worked with, recycle their cash and carry on working with them because you want to maintain those relationships. Yeah. And as you've said, it's all about building up that rapport with them. We've talked about how you found the opportunity. What was the time frames from kind of start to the sale of the property? How long did the whole process take? So I secured the project beginning of February. The contracts took about a week and getting the builder and I think the builder started, it was around about March time. So the actual build time was eight weeks. The agent had a open date and we had offers from the first viewing, but the offer that we ended up going with was from the second viewing. Are you willing to share the profit that you made on this deal with us? Yeah, so the property was secured at 275. That's what I agreed with the vendor. The build cost was about 40,000 and the property was valued at 375. So you're looking at profits of 60 and then that they were split 50-50 with the um, investor. So what we're saying is you've made 30 grand in the space of 12 weeks. 
and you've not put any of your own cash into that project at all. It's such a good example of how an assisted sale works and how it will generate cash for you, profit for you. What was the biggest challenge? Do you think the biggest challenge was perhaps trying to convince the vendor that it was a good option for him? Or I think so, because at the same time, you always hear the good side of everything. You always hear the, you know, the success stories, but there are hurdles and things that, you know, you have to overcome. For me, I just started out in property. So it's also believing myself. So when I was going out and explaining this, there was a part of me that was really nervous because I hadn't done anything like this. You know, is it too good to be true? Is it doable? So it's not just convincing him. It's also convincing myself. Even the point where, you know, when you're asking the investor for cash, that made me feel really uncomfortable because I'm one of those people, like, I want to do everything myself. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think being a franchisee of Sourced, helped you obviously you had the training to become familiar with the strategy of an assisted sale but do you think actually having the sourced franchise helped you did definitely carry some weight because I could have just been absolutely anybody leveraging the brand the name Mm -hmm. um, helped because again the vendor had to then go back and convince his family extended family and I put stuff together the website link this is what we do this is where we are that all helped. Yeah. So obviously part of the challenge as well is, like you said, speaking to the agents and letting them know what an assisted sale is and really selling the benefits of the assisted sale and how it will benefit them as well as both yourself and the vendor. And we did talk about this in one of the earlier episodes of the podcast. So obviously you've done this assisted sale, you've gone through the process, you've obviously seen how it works and you've made money from it. So have you got any similar deals like this in the pipeline that you're working on at the moment? So I actually had two other assisted sales that were secured. This was just before we went into lockdown and they didn't materialise. I've then completely changed strategies. So I'm working on two separate deals. They're small conversions. One's a commercial to a resi and the other one's slightly larger than that. So it's a mixed use building converting into three apartments. But something that I've taken from the assisted sale was raising the private equity. So I raised just over half a mil in lockdown last year within four weeks. If you had said that to me a year and a bit ago, even a year ago, I would have cringed just going out and literally just asking for money. That is something, again, is just completely out of character for me. It's great that you've pushed yourself out of your comfort zone you joined sourced and you've really taken the ball by the horns and just gone for it and look what you've achieved who knows what another conversation at the school gates might bring in the future so have you got any tips for anyone that might be looking at an assisted sales strategy or what would your advice be i think when we think of or maybe i don't know if it's just me but when we think of assisted sale you think oh it's going to be a distressed seller I think we need to shift away from that thinking. It's not always a distress seller. So the ones that I actually secured just before went into lockdown weren't distress sellers. It's the way you look at it. I think you can look at any property as an assisted sale. As long as there's a margin there, there's no harm in approaching the vendor and presenting an assisted sale. How you present it again is different. It's up to the individual how they present it. There's some really good advice from you there, Nadia. Thanks very much for that. Thanks for joining me today. It's been really nice to talk to you. I think it's been really, really informative for anyone who's listening. So really appreciate you joining us. Thanks, Nadia. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Okay, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star review if you've enjoyed this podcast. And if you'd like to see Nadia's project, we actually have a video about it and we will leave a link to this in the description. So thanks again for listening and we look forward to you joining us for our next podcast.